you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You know, I, I can't bring up the charity. I, you know, if I said any other charity, if I said, you know, I'm in my Red Cross charity league, no one would have a problem. But for some reason, Alice in Chains, like, carries a lot Jeez, of people yeah. think, well, why Jason, the guys that were rock bands in the 90s need charity? People and our, think you're giving them money. And Jason and I's our Nirvana <laughs> program league. See, that's, every time I bring it up, that's what everybody says. Uh, I, you know, in my, in my Dangerous Toys league, you know, in my Sea Hags league. That's what the league is called. Hey, in my Fate's Warning league. This is the Fantasy Cantina. Whether you want blue milk, Greedo gumbo, or fantasy football advice, we have you covered. You're listening to NFL Fantasy Live. Fabs, how you doing in your driving and crying league? Are you, are you, are you, are you, are 2-0 in Driving and crying league, oh my lord. How you doing in your trickster league? 2-0. 2-0 in your trickster uh, league? Very nice, very yeah. nice. Fabs you know is one a million. Give it to me good. They asked me... To be in the league, Jerry Cantrell started a really cool, the guitarist Allison James started a really cool uh, fantasy football league. Whoever wins, it benefits their charity of choice. Uh, my charity of choice is Amvet Dogs, if you must know. Very nice. Uh, but in that league, I've got Peyton Manning going, and uh, you know I'm nervous about it. That's what got me into this whole conversation is that I didn't like it. I came up uh, at the one spot in the draft I really did not like, which I think was seventh. Uh, I, d- I was really afraid of picking 7th or 8th in the first round this year because I just did not know what to do there. I went with Megatron. Okay. So I waited to get my quarterback. I went Megatron. I came back and got Gronkowski. And I didn't get Manning until the 5th or 6th round, which I thought was good value for him. But I'm still worried about him staying upright for a full 16 games. It's NFL Fantasy Live. He's Elliot Harrison to my right. Michael Fabiano. I'm Jason Smith. It's the Fantasy Cantina. Anything goes. Your questions Crazy news items. We got into a little bit a few minutes ago. We talked about Harrison's chest hair. Actually, Fabiano brought up Harrison's chest hair, and then we all kind of went, wow. And Thanks for putting me up today, by the way, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> what, my chest hair? What's wrong with chest hair? Nothing, nothing is. Nothing, nothing is. But we wear ties into. on the show now. Faz's point was now that we're wearing ties, you know, because you would only button like the top three buttons on your shirt last year. 
I just don't like having my shirt buttoned up. I feel restricted. You are like, you know, Harrison is, he's like the old rich guy at a pool with all the chest hair who's got like the 20-year-old girlfriends because he's made his money in like hedge funds or something. He sits there. He's got the big chain around, got the sunglasses on. And he says, honey, you go get me a tape of the Monday Night Miracle from Man, 2000, Jets and the Dolphins. You're I'm going to watch that. You're making me there. sound like Ogre in Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, I don't have that much chest hair. I mean, I got a little hamburger, but... Nothing, you know. Hamburger. Hamburger? Yeah. You call that hamburger? Yeah. Hamburger? Yeah. Have you never heard that before? No, I never no, heard I, that before. No, never have. I, I'm disgusted, uh, actually, about never. that. Now, I'm never going to be able to eat a hamburger again. You've ruined hamburgers for so me. So who are we inviting into the canteen here, Jason? Well, we got some people getting ready to set in. 888-XM-FANTASY. 888-XM-FANTASY. But first, let's kick things off with someone who says things are going to pop. Darren McFadden. He says... It's been a little slow so far. I get it. I actually said fantasy owners. I understand. But things are going to pop for us soon. Do you believe Darren McFadden? I just hope it's not his foot ligaments or something. Yeah, when he says something's going to pop soon, you're thinking, oh, my scared. God, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, yep. you got to worry about that. I'm not worried about him yet. Listen, uh, his yardage totals clearly haven't been good in terms of running, but he's been targeted quite a few times. One of the most targeted running backs in the National Football League. And hopefully... I'm more, I'm more worried about him staying healthy still than I am about him turning things around statistically. I think he's going to be fine. All right, Daniel, welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. You're in the cantina. What do you got? Yeah. Hello, Daniel. What do you got? Well, I, do I start Peyton Manning or RG3? Michael RG3, Fabiano? and it's not even close. Next caller. <laughs> RG3. Oh, come on. <laughs> RG3 is like my Tim Tebow from last season. Yeah, he is. I was just going to say that. I love RG3. I was I mean, just going to say that. RG3, and, you know, my he's, he's part of my fantasy man crush list that I had in the preseason. Most of them have panned out, although Des Bryant hasn't done so well yet. No. and no. Uh, But you can't get them all right. See, that's the thing I noticed. Fabs always says a fan, he's got a fantasy man crush on a guy when he does well. He never says, oh, that, here's listen, Jamal Charles fantasy, who had a fantasy man fantasy crush on, man which crush you did. on Des Bryant is starting to diminish, <laughs> but I think it'll pick up here in week three against the Buccaneers. Oh, oh wait. I think, uh, you know what? Yeah, I think Jerry Jones is getting set to come in and talk about Des Bryant real fast. We got him coming through the door. Jerry, he's, thanks so much for coming in. We just want you for a couple minutes here during the cantina. Des Bryant has not played well so far. I know he has said yesterday that he is frustrated with his role in the offense. Jerry, how are things right now with Des Bryant? Well, they're uh, they're about as good as that uh, that hit Sean Lee took from Golden Tate. I'll tell you that right now. Ooh, okay, uh, but I I'm going to tell you, uh, Jason and Fabs. I went uh, I went on NFL.com slash fantasy this week, and I don't have a lot of time. I told Maryland. Just give me a few moments. I want to check Fab's rankings. And uh, I won't take you to task on uh, some of these things. Now, should I drop Dez out of my flex and play Alfred Morris? No. I like Dez this week. I really do. I, I, I think Dez is going to have a good game, Jerry. If he doesn't put up this week, um, we may need to get some better babysitters for, for him. Well, I called Danny Snyder. And I, I said, listen, I got Doug Free for Evan Royster. Straight up deal. <laughs> what do you think about that, Fabs? I can't even I can't even look it, at him. Is Evan Royster going to play offensive line for you? Are you going to change his position, Jerry? That that that'll be you know, we've never seen a guy go from running back to offensive line. We like his ability to, to hook the defensive man. Even if we get a penalty, we figure ref, these replacement guys, they ain't gonna see half of them. <laughs> Romo might get a ball down the field. <laughs> We got Ogletree Mania, who's clearly the next big deal. I was disappointed with where he ranked on your uh, rankings, not to be redundant, but that's what I do. Jerry, why, why don't you stick around and answer some fantasy football questions for our callers? What do you I think? will, but I, I still want to take you to task for your uh, 
uh, Fab's Top 100. All right, so Jerry's going to stick around with us here for the cantina. Tom in Georgia, what's your question? Hello, Tom, what do you got? It's a 14-team PPR. My quarterbacks share the bye week. I kind of need some running back help. I was thinking about offering Palmer and Nix for Castle and Marshawn Lynch. Totally fair trade if it doesn't blow up your wide receiver position. Yeah, that's basically Nick's for Lynch. Yeah, you know, you're Palmer, you're Palmer and Castle are basically a wash. Yeah, so it's yeah, a fair trade a fair deal. It's a fair trade. I mean, if I'm in a PPR league, Nick's is maybe a little bit better in that in that case. But it's really hard to find good running backs these days, guys. And that's one thing too. Not, none of us are really high on Marshawn Lynch. We all thought he's going to get paid. He's going to fall into one of those seasons where he just doesn't care. Very happy to see that so far he has not done that. He looks like, whether he's not the Marshawn Lynch of last year, not as dominant as he was, he looks like you can trust him so far. Pretty good game against the Cowboys. Jerry, Very you good guys, game against the you Cowboys. You guys couldn't stop Marshawn Lynch. How come? Well, uh, uh, I got to get Rob Ryan's fat butt out of there. That's That's... <laughs> bottom line uh you know he keeps trotting number 93 anthony spencer out there first round pick i don't know who picked that guy but whoever whatever gm dressed steven steven drafted that guy i was totally against it you know I, I tried to talk him out of it you know i wanted randy moss and uh you know steven insisted and you saw what happened up there at the uh kingdom oh the kingdom <laughs> All right, Jerry, let's take another call here. Brett from Green Bay has got a three-team trade. Brett, you're on NFL Fantasy Live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. I'm looking, I've, got, I've got Cam Newton and RG3, so I'm looking to get rid of one. So I propose to trade RG3 and Mike Wallace for Aaron Rodgers. He took that trade, and now I can trade Aaron Rodgers for Calvin Johnson and then start Cam Newton. What do you think? Wow, so you are wheeling and dealing, my friend. So uh, you are yeah. wheeling so you, and dealing. So basically, you turned RG3 and Wallace into Rodgers, and now you're turning Rodgers into Calvin Johnson, and you're going to start Newton at the quarterback position. Yeah. That's there's no I'm reason thinking. to have I'm both just... quarterbacks. No. no, there's not. There's no reason to have both quarterbacks. I mean, I would I would try to trade Newton for Cam, for Calvin Johnson first, but if the other runner won't take it, then I would say, okay, I'll, I'll give you Rodgers. Well, you guys there's, do that. There, yeah, I tried, the, I tried the camera out, and that didn't work. So I, I pulled someone else in the loop, and I got uh, something that he would be willing to do with Aaron Rodgers. So, Yeah, I just, to me, and some people may disagree with this train of thought, but I hate having two stud guys at one position where I can't play both week in and week out. I'm trading them. I mean, if you guys were smart enough to grab RG3 behind an Aaron Rodgers or behind a Drew Brees, you should be trying to trade one or one of these guys right now while their value is extremely high. Let's go to Hermedio in Virginia. I What's your question? And actually, Jerry Jones wait, is going to answer this question Jerry wants, for you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say I'd, I'd keep them both because you never know when Aaron Rodgers is going to go into a local shopping mall with some droopy drawers. And next thing you know, you got to hire a staff to follow them around, and that's going to hurt your fantasy team. I'd yeah. want two quarterbacks yeah, in case that, something that, like that happens. That's, that's Brian. Hermedio, what's going on, man? Yeah, how you doing, man? Uh, first Good. time for all here. I'm in a 12-team PPR. I've got Justin Blackman. He's... He, Gave us a big donut last week. I actually put him in my flex slot. Do I have any hope for this guy in the near future? I was hoping for maybe one or two Megatron-like performances, or should I just drop him? I mean, some pig is out there. But... I, I, I'll, I'll take this here. Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry, can you take this, buddy? Uh, listen, uh, we were high on Justin Blackman. We were high on him, but 
We gave uh, we gave old Gene Smith there in Jacksonville a big old pile of dog turds and Leron Robinson, so you can't really blame him if uh, Justin Blackman's getting double covered all the time. So uh, that's all I want to say, Justin. Yeah, I, I wouldn't cut Blackman. In fact, I think he's got a good matchup this week against the Colts in Indianapolis. I'd still flex him if that's your best option off of your bench. I wouldn't cut him yet. Actually, what was it that you called the Ron Robinson? That's the guy who needs to get cut. Yeah. Now that now that's something too. It depends on if you don't have a lot of room on your bench. You say, well, I want to pick up Danny, Danny Amendola, and should I get rid of Justin Blackman? If you have a short bench, then you might have to do it. But if you have room on your bench, yeah, definitely we got rid of that Blackman. Amendola kid too. What's he ever done? I know. Now, you know, I'm, I'm glad you I still remember here, Jerry. that because that was from the Hard Knocks here. That, that Amadola was on mm-hmm. Hard Knocks that That's year, right. and they cut him. Hey. Another brilliant move by the Dallas well, Cowboys. Well, he, he only caught, what, 15 balls this weekend? Dez caught I, a couple. I, <laughs> did the Cowboys even catch 15 passes as a team last week? I don't know. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, and Jerry Jones here with us. It is the Fantasy Cantina. Anything goes. We mix news items in with your calls and anything that comes up. It just kind of comes up. And we got to get one more question in for Jerry here before he takes off. So you have a fundraiser to get to, don't you? I, 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 good morning to you. Okay. Uh you may need another handcuff for DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray started out pretty you know, okay so far. He's healthy, but Felix Jones' job is in danger. At the very least, he's a kick returner with his fumble on Sunday. And you know if they don't trust him to return kicks, they're not going to trust him to back up DeMarco Murray. Jerry, what's going on here? Well, Felix is, uh, you know, he went to one of the top colleges in the country, maybe the <laughs> best school, uh, and, and he had top flight uh, competition. But we got a kid, Philip Tanner, who... Uh, I hate to circle back to an old topic. I'm not that kind of guy, but should be somewhere on Fads' <laughs> top 100 on NFL.com. You know, I don't know why Philip Tanner isn't on there. You, you, you know, kid because can run. I know I know fantasy football, Jerry. <laughs> he runs about a four eight forty, and uh, I think he could get you a point five in your flex. You know you who know. wouldn't have been in my top 100 either? Who's that? Quincy Carter. I don't forgive you for that one, Jerry. I don't forgive her for that one. Todd in Massachusetts, you've got a question about two rookie running backs. Go ahead, Todd. How you doing? Yeah, I got a welcome um, to the cantina. Seventeen PPR. Okay. And um, I got Forte, but um, obviously he's sitting this week. So my question is, uh, my backups are um, Trent Richardson and Doug Martin. I was wondering which one you thought on that. Those I would pretty have good never backup. guessed that you were from Massachusetts. Never in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> never in a million years. Don't right. take that from them, man. Wait, they what? get me about being from the South. Don't take that from them. Dude. And you should call Bobby Valentine because he has opinions on just about everything. So I think yeah, he might have an opinion on this one. I'm sure Todd loves Bobby Valentine. Valentine. Okay. <laughs> I, I would go with Trent Richardson. And uh, listen, I like Doug Martin. Or Richardson's a guy who is on my fantasy man crush list and a little bit of a slow start, but last week showed what he can do. This guy is explosive, the centerpiece of the offense, and he's playing against two this week, Elliot Harrison. I'm not. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. That's right. And the Bills' run defense has traditionally not been good. Although they were okay last week. Yeah, but they weren't that good in week one. No, they, Sean no they were not. I, I like Trent Richardson, too. And the cool thing about Trent Richardson I is— I like both of them, but I, I like too. Richardson more. But, but, yeah, Richardson's yeah. doing everything that CJ2K is not. 
Yeah, and, and it's like making guys miss. Richardson is also getting big plays. Doug Martin is not. Doug Martin's fantasy production has been because of the amount of workload he's got. Twenty nine carries. Oh, ninety seven yards. That's great. Twenty nine carries. Okay. Eventually, sure. the Buccaneers are going to want more production for you what bet. they're giving the football. It's kind of like Tim Hightower last. Remember Hightower started out the first three four weeks. Yeah. Oh, eighty eight yards. Ninety two yards. Yeah. Eighty eight yards. Ninety two yards. But he have twenty five, twenty eight, twenty nine carries, and eventually he lost his job. Todd, it's too bad he can't start producing. both guys. But you yeah. must have a pretty solid number one running back. Yeah, there. I do. I got uh, Ray Rice. Yeah, no. there you go. Yeah, you're not going to bench Ray Rice. That is solid. All right, Tim, California. This is a. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard you guys talking that you might start IG3 over Ryan. I actually have both of them, but I also have Julio Jones. So I was wondering with Jones if you would still start IG over Ryan. You know what? Uh, the whole connection, quarterback, wide receiver, doesn't play into who I'm going, whether or not I'm going to start a guy. And RG3 has been the best quarterback in fantasy football for two weeks. And he plays against the Bengals, okay? The Bengals got lit up by Joe Flacco in week one. And last week, Brandon Whedon, well, 21 fantasy and, points. And the Bengals are hurting defensively. I mean, come on. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, that's terrible. They've already lost a couple of guys to season-ending injuries. or They put Thomas Howard on IR. They're reeling a little bit. You know, they gave up 400 yards two weeks in a row for the first time in Marvin Lewis's entire tenure. I will tell yeah. you this, this right now. This is not the same Bengals defense unless, was a year ago. Unless I have Drew Brees, because Drew Brees has got a great matchup against the Chiefs, there's not another quarterback I would not start ahead uh, of uh, Robert Griffin III, even Aaron Rodgers. And on, on another the road note, against the Seahawks. I agree with you on the whole connection thing. I, I just don't buy into that. If you think a offense is going to have a great day, who cares if you're starting a quarterback and a receiver from the same team? Or, or vice versa. I know some fantasy owners, they don't like to have guys from the same team going because they want to hedge their bets. They don't want to go down with the ship, so to speak. If you got three guys from one offense and they have a mulligan, you're yep. you're done. But I don't worry about that stuff. Okay. 888-XM-FANTASY. 888-XM-FANTASY. That does it for the Fantasy Cantina. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano. Oh, Jerry Jones. so fast. Thanks for uh, stopping by, Thanks, Jerry. Jerry. We appreciate you appreciate uh, taking a few minutes with us here. He said something about going to get a DQ dude. Oh, well, DQ sounds like we're not really. Did he that. leave us I'll a few dollars right on now. his way out to No, the dude is the chicken fried steak sandwich. It's quite, quite young. Oh, I thought, yeah. like, I'm thinking like a blizzard or something. No, the DQ dude is chicken fried steak sandwich. Oh, okay. Believe Very me, nice. our callers know. Okay, see, this is what I mean. Anything goes in the cantina. 888XM Fantasy. Coming up next here, us, the crew from NFL Fantasy Live, will go through the big injuries from the week in fantasy football. Tell you what you need to know going forward here on Series 210 XM87. Ask me, how would I define our job at NFL Films? I'd say it is to bring a new understanding to something that's already been seen, to give a creative treatment to reality. NFL Fantasy Live brings you all the access and information from the NFL Network right to your radio on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Steve Sable, president of NFL Films, who passed away earlier today at the age of 69. 18-month battle with brain cancer, a man who simply changed the way we consume and look at the National Football League. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison throughout the show today. We're paying tribute to Steve and what he and his father, Ed, built by playing back music, talking about some of our favorite NFL Films episodes and stuff that we remember from kids. And, you know, we talked about this, guys, real fast. We'll get to the injuries, uh, fantasy injuries, in a second here. But 
everybody we, we talk about 60 minutes being the the longest running program in television history you know mm-hmm. continues on the simpsons is going to get to that point soon i think the simpsons is just going to keep running until the world ends but nfl films presents even though it was on cable you know it is on cable and it was not seen for a long time what is it 40 years that's been on every 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 week for 40 years nfl films has been doing a different week different shows different. Yeah. i mean that's incredible well they you know in uh, 1962 ed sable steve's dad wanted to do the nfl championship game which was giants packers he bid 3000 bucks for the right to do it in the first couple of years it wasn't even called nfl films it was just an independent film company i think in like 65 the the owners they actually made it an official thing and you know it was slow going uh, the first five, six years of NFL films, they didn't do all the stuff that they do now. Uh, but, you know, they shot and they shot and they shot. And one thing they believed in is is getting every game covered and shooting as much as they possibly could. And then, like we already talked about earlier in the show, or if you missed us earlier, audio was so huge to everything they did. Not just the music that we keep coming in with, but all the wiring. I mean, the coaches, the players, there's so many things that we take for granted, you know, Watch the NBA. What 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 famous you know audio moment can you recall from the nineteen seventies NBA? Anything? Not much. Nothing. And just min- Marv Albert saying and the foul exactly. you know, stuff like that. Well, exactly. Marv Albert actually still had hair at that point, right? It's, well, he still about? has hair now. It's he just does. It's just not, not his. his. Right. Exactly. exactly. Hair, so, hair is still hair. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's You're not talking to a guy who's been shaving his head for nine years now, Fab. So yeah, hair, I don't know how he got hair. there. Yeah. I don't know it's just it's, it's left over from the cantina. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. But anyway, we're continuing to remember Steve Sable, what him and his family helped accomplish here in the NFL. Now we're going to look ahead. You know, some injuries you need to know about going into this weekend, and we saw that Aaron Hernandez going to miss at least a month with the ankle injury suffered in that loss to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. The Patriots moved fast. They signed Kellen Winslow, Kellen Winslow Jr. But I, I think number one. This is a depth move because I don't think suddenly Bill Belichick's going to say, okay, we're going to trot out Kellen Winslow and use him like we used Aaron Hernandez because the guy's been on the waiver wire for a reason. But I do think guys like Wes Welker and Brandon Lloyd now become more fantasy viable. We're very worried about uh, Wes Welker's job with the Patriots when it looked like he was being phased out. He didn't play in, in over a third of the snaps week one. He didn't start week two, but... After Aaron Hernandez got hurt, the Patriots had to go back to what their situation was last season. Welker caught a lot of passes, got a lot of attention, had 10 targets from Tom Brady. So I think Welker and Lloyd, who actually had 12 targets in the game, these guys become more fantasy viable, where up until Hernandez's injury, you're wondering, are they ever going to get the football? It's hard to bench Welker, but there are some stats on Wes Welker in his games against the Baltimore Ravens that are eye-popping. He hasn't scored a touchdown against that team in five career games, including the playoffs. He has never had more than 53 yards in a game against the Ravens. He has not had one catch of 25 or more yards against the Ravens. And he's averaging 34.4 yards per game in his career against Baltimore. That's not good. I have Wes Welker in a couple of my leagues. I kind of have to start them. They're both PPR leagues. But don't be shocked if Wes Welker has a down week. If Kellen Winslow is active this week, there's just one more mouth to feed in the offense. And Julian Edelman is in there and... Elliot, I still don't get this. I still don't get how the Patriots appeared to be phasing out a player who had over 100 catches every year that he's been with the team, except for the one that he came off the ACL. Julian Edelman actually saw, I believe it was 15 of the 18 snaps when the Patriots were in two wide receiver sets last week. I don't get it. I don't understand if this has something to do with the contract. Harrison, you're the savant. You tell me. What's going on in New England? Well, I... I th- 
you know, you, you hope that this isn't any kind of backlash from what happened over the summer. You know, Wes Welker is one of those guys that, that had some issues with the, with the team, with his financial situation. Uh, the other thing about Wes Welker, and we always talk about it with running backs, you know, the guy is not 25 anymore. He is 31 years old. I'm not saying that he's hit the wall. I'm just saying that he may not have quite the explosiveness that he had a couple of years ago. We never know when that time's going to come. Again, I'm not suggesting after two weeks that we knee-jerk and say, okay, Welker's already on the decline. We're also not talking about a player who's never had a major injury. He had a pretty bad knee injury a couple of years ago when he, when he cut funny at uh, Reliant Stadium in Houston. And, you know, I, I just feel like that that may be part of this. He's, to me, he's not a 122-catch guy anymore. I don't think he's a 50-catch guy either, as I said on our Sunday show. Really? 50-catch? Not even 50 this no, year? No, I'm no, saying, he thinks he's not quite I, a 50. I don't think he's going to oh, fall yeah, that far. Okay. I was I, like, whoa, Harrison's yeah. breaking news here. I, I've, I've pretty much stuck with this mantra for months now. I, I feel like Wes Welker is a 75- to 80-catch guy. I think mm-hmm. you're going to see some games this year where he catches 10 or 12 balls, but there's going to be a lot of games like he's already had. And against the Ravens, that's a tough matchup already. Just mm-hmm. putting that to the side. But do you bench Wes Welker? That, well, that's, that's the thing. It's hard to bench him. And and I think and this is actually kind of fun, too. We can talk about a little bit of buyer's remorse. I think right now, in terms of buyer's remorse, Chris Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Matthew Stafford, Wes Welker, those guys have to be at the top of the list, especially based on where you drafted them. When you draft a guy in the first four rounds, four, first five rounds, after two weeks, it's tough to bench these guys. I mean, even Chris Johnson, he's averaging 1.1 yard per carry, Jason Smith. Mm-hmm. My friend, you can do better than that. I can. Sleepwalking. Sure. Okay? I, I, and I don't we think still you, have to play him. You yeah. can't bench Matt Stafford. I mean, first Not of all. Not this week, that's for sure. Okay, no. I, I know the Rams seem like an easy matchup, but the bottom line is they went out and paid $10 bucks for Cortland Finnegan. And they okay? drafted Janoris Jenkins. They, they drafted Janoris Jenkins, who looks like a great rookie so far. You know that's not easy. That's not easy. I'm not saying it's a uh, uh, you know an incredible defense there in St. Louis. I'm just saying they did everything they could to shore up what was a weakness. Then he plays at the stick, where the wind takes your football and moves it all around. And let's not forget, Matt Stafford is not a laser beam passer. He's a touch passer. He's got a big arm. Don't get me wrong, but how many of the balls that you've seen to Calvin Johnson over the years have been moonshots that have been thrown up for him to go yeah. up and get? That's tough to do. And oh by the way, he's only playing the best defense in the National Football League. So I think of of the names that you mentioned, the least the, the the least likely guy that I would press the panic button for is Matt Stafford. Well, he, here's the thing on Welker, and this this is why I like him going forward for now because you saw the Patriots do this a couple of years ago. They tried to change their offense when they realized we don't need Randy Moss anymore. And then they had that big Monday night game. I think they beat the Dolphins. And they had a block kick for a touchdown, and they had a defensive touchdown, and they moved the ball well, and they realized, yep. we don't need Randy Moss in our offense anymore because he's not part of our future. So they let him go, and they moved forward and had a great season. I think that's where they're at with Wes Welker. It's not about him slowing down. It's not about him missing a week of training camp. It's about they know he's not their future. After this year, they're going to say goodbye to him. He signed the one-year deal, $9.5 million. They're not going to sign Welker to a long-term contract. So what Bill Belichick is doing is trying to phase him out now and and seeing if it's going to work. And so far, they've been able to move the football. But now there's no Aaron Hernandez. You can't just keep putting tight ends out there. So now, while Hernandez is out, Welker is a very good fantasy option. When Hernandez comes back, he comes back healthy. I don't think that's going to be the case. But I think that's what's happening right now because, okay, let's try to win without relying on West because I know 
I'm going to have to win without Wes Welker after this season for the rest of my something life. Something fishy's going on. I don't know what it is. Something definitely is is going on there. And I can tell you something right now. I, I, I'm going to try this, and I don't know if it's going to work or not. But the second Wes Welker has a big game, I'm putting him on the trade block, and I'm trying to get rid of him. Uh, you right shouldn't now, say that out loud because people season, are listening. Last season, yeah, I know, especially <laughs> you two guys. Last season, Wes Welker in a PPR league had 339 points. Guess how many points he's on pace for right now in a PPR league? 39 points. <laughs> 151. I'm a, yeah. Wow. Less than half. Less than, yeah, less than 50%. Less than half. I, I, just, I just don't get it. It baffles me. And plus, Welker is, for all intents and purposes, in a contract year. So you're thinking, well, this is going to be a good year for him. He was never going to do what he did last year again. I mean, he had over 1,500 yards. He had nine touchdowns. The guy had 122 catches or whatever the case may be. He had a ton of catches. That wasn't going to happen again, especially with the addition of Brandon Lloyd and, and, the, and the push towards the tight ends with Gronkowski and Hernandez. But... I just don't get why he's not starting games. I don't get why Julian Edelman is seeing more snaps in two wide receiver sets. I don't understand why his snaps are decreasing unless well, he's hurt. Well, in the which two, he's we, not we hurt. Haven't no, heard he's of. not hurt. Right. I well, don't understand it. Okay, well, in two receiver sets, that, that that's key because Wes Welker is the ultimate slot guy. He's been the ultimate slot guy for much of his career. I'm not saying he doesn't line up wide, but that's probably playing into it. But Edelman is a slot guy, too, and he's True. the one replacing Welker in these two receiver sets last week, which baffled me. Okay. I, I didn't understand that. Let's also not forget that Stephen Ridley's got 39 carries through two games. He's averaging 20 carries. Mm-hmm. I don't know that people were expecting Stephen Ridley to get 20 carries. I know 20 carries is a number we throw out a lot. Like, we don't think of it as that much. You amortize 20 carries over a full season, you're talking about 320 rushing attempts. No, not many guys average 20 rushing carries a game. Very, though. very few. That's like top of the charts. How many running backs had carries last season? Michael Turner. And Maurice Jones-Drew, two. Two. That yeah. was it. So, again, I'm, I'm not trying to cover for Wes Welker. I just think it's a confluence of factors. And, and again, we never know when a guy is going to hit the wall. So let's not just discount his 31 years old and, and having a, a little bit of an injury past. Yeah. It's NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano coming up throughout the rest of this hour. We'll get you set on some more injuries as we get ready and you get ready for week three of the NFL, as well as your calls at 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. This is Series 210, XM87 right now. Time for the Fantasy Fix. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. I believe this is get the man, get the quarterback, get the man. I'm pretty sure that's the NFL films this one is. That reminds me of another one. We talked about audio. How about Bill Cower yelling at Greg Lloyd and spitting out of his mouth, rush the quarterback. <laughs> Love that one. Love that one. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live at the NFL Network here with you. All your fantasy needs throughout the rest of the hour on this show. Remembering the legacy of Steve Sable, president of NFL Films, who passed away earlier today at the age of 69 from brain cancer. And all the innovations, all the different things, the different ways we consume football now. And, you know, it's what's, what's even you know, we talk about all the things they've done. We talked a lot about the past of NFL films and what it meant for us growing up in the 80s and 90s and seeing team yearbooks and seeing team highlights. But things like the Super Bowl mic'd up 
that ran on NFL.com and NFL Network that did huge numbers and were huge ratings because that was NFL Films production. Putting together Belichick saying it's a Cruz and Knicks game, got to worry about these guys at the end, and then Manningham catches that big pass. Yeah. I mean, they were still coming up with things that were huge deals when you think, well, what else can you come up with? We, we, talk, all right, we can only slow down the angles so much. You know, We can only do so many stories on so many teams. They were still figuring out ways to make the game and, and bring innovations to it. And seeing the mic'd up version of the Super Bowl, I mean, that to me, even though I'm a Jet fan, it was the two worst teams that I could possibly have playing for the Super Bowl again because I hate both teams as a Jets fan. Still wanted to see it. Wanted to see what the guys were talking about on the sidelines I, all the time. I agree. They were always trying to reinvent themselves in NFL films. America's Game uh, was an outstanding production where you know where we ranked the top 20 Super Bowl winners of all time. I watched the Kansas City Chiefs win the 69 Chiefs, and they pulled out NFL films of Lynn Dawson like getting started, getting his television career started as a reporter. And it was hilarious because he was still the quarterback for the Chiefs, <laughs> you know, and he's trying to interview his own teammates. And, you know, just it was hysterical. And plus, back then, you didn't report anything negative. You right. Know? It was so everything just, was great. He's yeah. just tossing softballs, you know, <laughs> to all his teammates. And I loved it. And I love that they had so many cool things like that that they could go back to and say, hey, we never use this. The one that you know, I hey, remember that. the most in terms of guys being mic'd up was Peyton Manning. When he was getting all in Jeff Saturday's face because Saturday wanted to, you know, run the ball and, and, and Peyton was screaming at him. And then after the whole thing happened, he sat down and I think he was sitting next to Brandon Soakley. He goes, Yeah, I'm mic'd up. He goes, Yeah, they got that all on they got that all on tape. He's <laughs> yeah. like, That's better than Desperate Housewives. That's Remember right, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that was that. better than Desperate it Housewives. Fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, I'm glad you didn't go with the whole Eva Longoria dating Mark Sanchez. Thanks for not reminding Is she me. Dating of that. Mark Sanchez? Yes, they're really? dating that. Yeah. He, he, what happened to Kate Upton? No? No more Kate Upton. No, he's dating Eva, Longo- he's dating Eva Longoria. Really? Since the news broke he was dating Eva Longoria, she, the Jets are all in one. she kind of older than him? She is. She's 30. I mean, nothing, nothing's wrong with that. 36, but... 37? Yeah, yeah. I'd prefer Kate Upton if I was him. Yeah, and, and Sanchez is 25? God bless him. Yeah. Listen, he's a single guy. Let him have some fun. 888-XM-FANTASY. <laughs> 888-XM-FANTASY. Uh, get to your questions in a second, but real quick. Injury-wise, we talked to Aaron Hernandez, the Patriots, Antonio Gates, who just screwed so many owners on Sunday by suddenly getting ruled out at 4.15 p.m. when I can think of a guy that 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 really hurt. Who did that? You know, Fabs, can you remember anybody that had Antonio Gates in our NFL Expert League that that left him in the lineup because they didn't know? Is there anybody that happened to? Was it our, uh, our resident Mark Sanchez? No, was Elliot it Harrison? No, was it that, that, that happened to that you? That cut so deep. <laughs> that went right under my chest hair follicles, right into the follicular unit. Okay, what? Did you get that from Gorilla Monsoon oh, follicular unit? That sounds like a Gorilla Monsoonism. What do you guys do with Mark Sanchez if you're in a 12 or 14 team league? I, I can't play Mark Sanchez. I'm a Jets and fan. He's a I'm Jets fan, and he you says can't that play Mark Sanchez. Yeah. No, you know, because we, we we talk about 10 team leagues a lot here, but you know, a lot of our callers and stuff are in deeper leagues. They're in 14 team leagues. Mm. They're also in two quarterback leagues. Yeah. And I think that's where you really have well, a decision to make. Well, in a quarterback league, I mean, Sanchez is going to be owned and likely started. Uh, un- at unfortunately. Least as a matchup-based guy, yeah. Unfortunately. Which is why I don't like those leagues. But, uh, you know, I was talking to someone who was in a 14-team league, and I thought about some of the options that you have to have as your, as your bench players there, especially when your starting quarterback is on buys, which we're going to have to get to here mm-hmm. pretty soon. Yep. Uh, I, Mark Sanchez, man, he was all peaks and valleys last year. He started yeah. off the same way this year. He was fantastic out of nowhere in week one and in week two. He was, well, yeah. And, and Rex Ryan, just real quick, before we get to, back to Antonio Gates, Rex Ryan really threw him a bone on Sunday because he was not moving the Jets' offense at all. After he got that helmet-to-helmet hit in the second quarter, he changed. He didn't complete a pass for a full hour 
and he was brutal. He had led the Jets down the field, touchdown, field goal, field goal, and then he got that hard hit, and he was a different quarterback. They put Tim Tebow in in the, in the second half, had a 22-yard run, Sean Green runs for eight yards, and then Tim Tebow gets yanked from the game, Sanchez comes in, two incomplete passes, and the Jets are punting. I know Rex Ryan is thinking, if I put Tebow in here, I'm going to sacrifice what could happen in this game for the good of my team for this season. Because if I put Tebow in here and he leads us down and we get back in the game, we, we win it or we don't win, then I have a full-blown quarterback controversy on my hands. I think Rex Ryan basically threw that game up in the air rather than say, I don't want to go back to New York with, with a potential quarterback controversy because Tebow sparked the team and, and Sanchez wasn't doing it. And then Fabs is having to write a blog on Tim Tebow's fantasy viability. I don't have going to do forward. that. No. One of my guys Soon. does that. <laughs> I don't want to have to bother with that. <laughs> he'll be, you know, when he does, takes over, he'd be a top 10 quarterback. He'll be a top 12 at least, Absolutely. that's for sure. Well, let's, Going uh, back to the right, back, other back team. To Antonio, but back to Antonio Gates. We started here to, we, we, before we got into the You know the who Harrison's also has uh, Antonio Gates is Kurt Warner. He, he actually texted me. <laughs> he says, Name Mike, dropper. No, well, I mean, he's a friend. He says, you know, Mike, I've got two running backs hurt, and now Antonio Gates is hurt. I think the fantasy gods are telling me that I shouldn't be playing this game. And I said, Kurt. Don't give up just yet, man. Yeah, he's ready to get, after week two, season. he's ready to throw in the towel. He's not too happy, but he's a competitive guy. Yeah. Well, but Jason, I will say this. You do have to have another option for Antonio Gates. And you that's what I was going to – I was taking your cue. Absolutely. And I've got my schedule right here, and I've gotten a couple questions about this. Got one on Twitter a little while ago. Uh, somebody asked about Kyle Rudolph. Don't like that matchup. No way. Against San Francisco 49ers, against their safeties. I will say this. The Niners have given up a touchdown to tight ends in each of the first two games. They gave up a touchdown yeah. to Finley. They gave up a touchdown to Pettigrew. Too. And I think it's just fluky. But you, I, I but, don't know they can bank on that. Because what, what kind of game did Pettigrew and Finley have outside of those tight ends? Finley had a good game. Finley Pettigrew, was disappeared last week. Yeah, Pettigrew had seven fantasy points, but it was because of that touchdown. He right. only Pettigrew had 18 didn't have a great game, but he did score the and, touchdown. Yeah. And... Are we are we elevating Kyle Rudolph to Jermichael Finley talent level too? Oh, I wouldn't start him over Finley, of course not. So what I'm saying is, I don't know that. that but I think you can do worse if you need a tight end. Eh, could do worse. Okay, well, I'm throw out some other options and, and other guys that, that might that be I like available. The most is Dennis Pitta. Dennis yeah. Pitta, who you're because picking up is, and starting. He is yeah. seeing a lot of targets. Well, Brent Selleck, you're picking up and starting, yes. especially with Jeremy Macklin's yep. injury. Macklin, I, uh, I didn't Selleck say Dennis Pitta one. because that would be like retweeting yourself. I've been on the Dennis Pitta train, so I was trying to. I was trying to go. You know, I was That's basically doing what you guys said I didn't do with the Allison Chains Charity League reference. The humble brag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you did. Okay, Martellus. Oh, wait, Bennett. you're in a league with Allison Chains? Yes, I am. <laughs> Yeah, Martel, there's a lot of guys on the waiver wire this week, tight end-wise, you can pick up and, and immediately place in your starting How about lineup. Jermaine Gresham versus Washington? The matchup is good. Yeah. I'd rather have Selleck. I'd rather have Pitta. Yeah, those, I would, those too. Are two and Owen Daniels right is still available in a lot of leagues, and he's got and a he's good matchup this week. he's had two pretty good games so far. Remember, he was great three years ago. He was the best tight end in fantasy football. Yeah, then he got the hurt, and he couldn't weeks. come back. They, and they he have, was great. Houston's playing against Denver this week. Denver gave up seven catches and 70 yards and a touchdown to Tony Gonzalez. And in week one, Heath Miller scored a touchdown against them. This yeah. might be a week that I would, if I'm in a 12-team league, I might give Joel Dreesen a, a pop here. He's playing against Houston. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't put it past the Broncos to, to do something like that. You just throw him a bone there. I, in throw the him a, hey, <laughs> I, I think Dreesen had six touchdowns last year. Why not? I mean, he's still a big part of their offense. He's on the field a lot. Uh, it's just the problem is he and Tammy are splitting, splitting right, targets. Let's go to Ted and Callie, who's got a question. Ted, you're on Going NFL back Fantasy to Cali, Live. Callie, Callie, Callie. What do you got, Ted? Uh, great show. Thanks, bud. Uh, Twelve-team uh, PPR. Uh, quarterback question, Cutler or Vic? 
and RB2. I like this question, and I'm going to let Elliot Harrison answer this question. I, you know, Cutler uh, or Vic? Somebody was in my ear. I didn't hear Cutler or Vic. Okay. Cutler, Cutler or Vic? Vic. Ooh, boy. You know, I, boy, I know what you're going to say, Fabs. You're going to say I'm crazy. But I'm no, gonna, I'm, never. I'm going to say Jay Cutler. Okay. Are you in a league where you get points for if there's video of the quarterback yelling at the offensive line? You, you get points for that? I'm not, but oh, okay. I am in a league where if I tell you that I was right and you were wrong on the air, I get an extra five points. Whoa. So, Whoa. So, so you don't get any extra points then? Uh, I think Jay Cutler has a rebound game this week. I'm, I'm doing a little fancy gut feeling, which we are all prone to do. Mm-hmm. We all do it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Michael Vick's matchup, I'll be honest. And I'll tell you this right now. The Rams, who... Cutler is facing this week have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Arizona, the sixth least. Let me say this Tough though. Matchup. Let me say this though for Michael Vick. No one liked his lineup matchup last week. You know, Sunday I said, look, I just have a gut feeling about Vick. There's nothing that showed me he was going to rebound. I had a gut feeling about him, and he had a huge day. So I, I just think about Michael Vick. It's about focus and keeping the pedal. Like mentally. He checked out of that game against the Browns. How do you win a game and then suddenly it's all, I doubt in my eyes, because you had a bad day? I mean, he's one of those guys where when things are going great for him, things are going great. And when they, they're not, he can't fake it till he makes it. Things started out great against the Ravens, and he had a great day. Things started out poorly against the Browns, and he had a bad game. He's a front-running quarterback. You know what kind of day Vic's going to have in the first five minutes of the football game. Yeah, I, listen, this one's really close for me, but, but Fabs, I, you know, with Matt Forte's status the way it is and Michael Bush having to be the guy, the Bears are going to have to rely on Cutler a little bit more. And that means more pass attempts, which usually translates into more fantasy points. It's that simple for me. So, But it's tough. I mean, you're splitting hairs. Yeah, I mean, the matchup is better. I mean, I personally would still start Vic. The matchup is... That's is, why I knew you'd say I was crazy. Is, no, but, it, but based on the numbers, Cutler has the better matchup. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison from NFL Fantasy Live with you. Coming up next, yes, we will get to it. All your big free agent pickups for the week. We'll have recommendations for who to go out, pick up, and put into your lineup this weekend for week three in the NFL here on Series 210, XM87. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano from the NFL Network and NFL.com with you here for NFL Fantasy Live. 88XM Fantasy is the number. It's Tuesday, and that means got to get you set up for some fantasy waiver wire guys to pick up. But we, of course, are also remembering the life and accomplishments of Steve Sable, president of NFL Films, who passed away earlier today at the age of 69 after an 18-month battle with brain cancer. And Steve Sable, who changed the game for all of us, or anybody who grew up watching NFL Films, uh, the game wouldn't be what it is today without NFL Films. The Super Bowl wouldn't be what it is, none of it, without what Sable and the Sable family has done. That's right. And, and you were talking earlier in the show, and so was Fabs, about watching some of the programs that he hosted. And if you remember the intro, for about seven or eight years, it was a bunch of sot fools. And one of them was Joe Montana calling an audible in Super Bowl twenty four, yelling out, Black, Black 59, 59 Razor. Razor. Black and you 59 hear the, Razor. Yeah, you hear the echo. And so there's a great story about Brett Favre in the Packers' first Super Bowl, Super Bowl thirty one. He's in his hotel room the night before the game, and uh, NFL Films comes on. Like I said, they were ESPN would always show the Super Bowls, you know, just back to back to back. And that comes on, NFL Films presents, and Favre's sitting here watching it. 
Well, Favre's coach was Mike Holmgren, who came from San Francisco, been the OC there. They had the same calls. He knew what that audible call was. So Packers' first drive of Super Bowl 31, they get a one-yard run on first down, and on second and nine from midfield, Favre decides to change the play. What do you think he changed to? Black 59 <laughs> Razor. That Boom. was a touchdown yeah, to Andre Risen. Call. Touchdown to Andre Risen. Just like that, Packers on the board, 7-zip. It's awesome. It's kind of like the, the, what is it, the Texans saying we learned the Dolphin snap counts from Hard Knocks? That's, That's why they were in the backfield all week one. Yeah, we watched Hard Knocks. We got the snap counts down. That's crazy. <laughs> all right, let's get to some big fantasy pickups this week. Fabs, give me a guy, your number one guy pickup. Who do you like this week? I think it's Danny Amendola. Uh, this is a guy, especially in a PPR league, I don't know how he's still available in over 80% of NFL.com leagues, but he has got to be added off the waiver wire. Last week was no fluke list, and he's not going to have 160 in a touchdown every week, but he is the number one option in the offense for Sam Bradford. Bradford looks like he's finally over that ankle injury. He's got to be close to 100%, and when he looks to throw the football, he's looking in Amadola's direction. Clearly, he's a guy who's going to be more valuable if you get points for catches. In a standard league, I still think you can use him potentially as a three in a 12-team league. In a 10-team league, I think he's more of a borderline three or a flex. But Amendola is really a big name out there. And if you're in a, if you're in a league where Mikel Shore is still available too, which on NFL.com he's not widely available, but he's coming back this week, and I would not be surprised if at some point during this year he is a starting running back for the Detroit Lions. All right, I'm going to give you uh, Brandon LaFell of the Carolina Panthers. Number one, yep, we've, seen like that the, one too. we've seen the Giants give up a ton of points, fantasy points-wise. You know, Josh Freeman had a big day. But he's someone that got was targeted twice as much as any other Panthers receiver. Still, Steve Smith is still the number one guy there, but somebody else needs to catch passes. It's not going to be Greg Olson. LaFell is one of those guys, one of those sneaky guys, could turn into a Lance Moore type being a real 1A option, uh, you know, to a lesser extent there in Carolina. He, if you need wide receiver help, Brandon LaFell could be your guy. Yeah, and, and Brent Selick is out there, and Dennis Selick Pitta and Pitta is out and, there, and Martellus and Bennett, Andre Brown is out there because yeah. it looks like Bradshaw might not play. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, uh, Jonathan Stewart, Jonathan Dwyer's got a great matchup this week against the Raiders. If you need a sleeper, Alex Smith is out there. He's playing against the Vikings. They have a terrible pass defense, so there are certainly some options. I'll throw just a weird guy out there. He wouldn't be my top. Doug pickup. Free. No, not Doug Free. <laughs> uh, obviously, you, you already named two guys that I've I've already on the record with with Pitta and Selick, but. Uh, Andrew Hawkins from the Bengals. He's nobody, plays. nobody has talked about him at all. Andrew Hawkins has twenty fantasy points this he's season. He's kind of the he's kind of like the, the the player that I want to see a little bit more from. Uh, of yeah. course, we're we're talking deep. Of but, course, deep no, deep he's, sleeper he's here. He's on the radar. Yeah, now, he yeah, could sure. be. A, you know what? I know people are hoping, but he you know he has that. He saw a lot of targets week one. Had a great touchdown week two, where he made five or six guys miss. We're looking for the next Victor Cruz. There's a couple of candidates. He's an undrafted free mix. agent from Toledo. He's five foot seven. He's not the kind of guy that sticks out. You know. Are He's you taller afraid. than he is? I am. I'm five nine. Oh, very nice. How about that? With a lot yeah. of chest hair. Chest hair gives me an extra inch. <laughs> Jason Smith, <laughs> Michael Fabiano, <laughs> Elliot Harrison. We're NFL Fantasy Live. Check us out NFL Network. We'll talk to you next week. Series two ten X and eighty seven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.